Welcome to our study of the book of Revelation. It's a video series that's going to help us beware and be aware of the events and the signs and the spirit of the end times to be ready for that last day, the day of judgment, the reappearance of Jesus. But while we wait to be blessed and to not be afraid because we do belong to him. Now we're going to begin by talking about uh, how to read, how to understand, uh, and how to make use of the book of Revelation. This applies to all of the scriptures, uh, and so we're always asking questions about the text, and how do we read it, and and uh, what is the meaning of this text, and then how is it applied uh, to our daily uh, daily use and benefit. Now, uh, Lutheran theologian uh, John Gerhard said this. He said that the, the church's preacher has two duties. First of all, the interpretation of Scripture, and then applying it to salutary use. What uh, Johann Gerhard is, is saying there is that we need to understand, uh, first of all, the nature of the Scriptures. Um, what is this book that we read, the book called the Bible? And then as we read it, uh, the next question would be, so what does it, what does it mean? What does the text actually say? And that's the biblical interpretation. And then the third uh, question would be, so then how is it applied to me? So if I know the one intended meaning of the scripture, I know the nature of it, that it is God's word, then uh, what is the salutary use of it? Uh, How is God applying this scripture, this revelation of himself to me? So the nature of the scriptures, we see it right in the beginning of the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 1. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things which must happen soon, which he sent and made known by his angel to his servant John, who testified to God's word and of the testimony of Jesus Christ about everything that he saw. So right in the first two verses of Revelation chapter 1, we have this idea that it is God who is revealing himself to us in the person of Jesus Christ. He wants to show uh, his servants, his servant John, but also the church, uh, the things that must happen. And he made it known to an angel who then uh, made it known to John, and then John testifies to it, makes it known to the churches in uh, Asia Minor, and uh, this revelation is made known to us as well. So, Revelation chapter 1 says that this making known, uh, this revelation of who God is, comes from the Father through, or you could say, to or about his Son, Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Uh, And then it is mediated through an angel, a messenger, then given to John on the island of Patmos. And then John is told to write it down and send it to the churches in uh, Asia Minor. And then this uh, this letter, this revelation of Jesus Christ has been given to us as well. So what is this, uh, what is this scripture? What is this revelation of God like? What is its nature? Well, it's perfect and without error. Um, If God is the author, it's his revelation, uh, then God speaks, and when he speaks, he is the truth, and the truth does not lie to us, 
uh, as opposed to the unholy trinity of the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. They're always lying, always deceiving, always trying to lead us into misbelief, despair, and as Luther would say, other great shame and vice. But God's word is perfect and without error. Second, it's clear and it, and, and it is accessible. God reveals himself to us. He makes known. He shows us. And the comfort we have is that this triune God wants us to know him more than we desire to uh, know him. And so he uh, reveals himself in the word, in the word uh, of scripture, but also in the word made flesh through Jesus. Thirdly, it's authoritative. It is God's word. And therefore, you'll hear that it's the first word and it is the the last word. Finally, um, scripture is described as being living and active. In Hebrews chapter uh, 4, it speaks of the living and active word of God. And uh, because it's living and active, it works, it creates, it resurrects, it gives, it offers, it uh, rebukes, it, uh, it comforts. Now, that's the nature of scripture, what it is, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things which must soon happen, which he sent and made known by his angel to his servant John, who testified to God's word of the testimony of Jesus Christ about everything that he saw. Now, who is this given to? Well, John uh, receives it. He is described as a servant and a servant who testifies. And so here's the good news for a preacher, um, is that uh, the preacher, the pastor, uh, the student of the scriptures, uh, the teacher of the scriptures, um, we don't say anything new. We proclaim uh, what we have only heard and what we have seen. This is God's word, God's revelation. And we are simply servants who testify to it or make it known. So the biblical interpretation then is the next uh, question. So if we know the nature, that it's God's word, authoritative, living and active, clear uh, and accessible to us, and it is God who wants to make himself known to us. Um, Now the question is, when we read the text, what does it mean? Um, You could say it this way. What is the one intended meaning of the text? What is God uh, revealing? What is God saying to us? So there was an interesting question I received about the study of this book, and it goes like this. Uh, In the book of Revelation, why did God use metaphors and symbols in John's vision instead of being specific in his descriptions? Wouldn't it have been much less confusing? Well, yeah, good question, right? Because you'll start to read the book of Revelation and uh, you do pretty well. Revelations, uh, Revelation chapters 1, 2, and 3. But all of a sudden, you start to see visions in Revelation chapters 4 and following. Uh, now, the good news is that the triune God, uh, again, wants to reveal himself to us. And he chooses to use uh, human language. And uh, this way of communicating, uh, God chooses to use words, and those words have meaning in uh, sentences and the context of grammar and syntax. And with those sentences, there's figures of speech, there's metaphors, there's similes, uh, there's symbols. Uh, Those sentences are put in the context of paragraphs, so there's a bigger content 
within the context. Uh, there's a book written at a specific time by a specific author, uh, so it has a historical context and setting. So sometimes the question is asked, so then do we read the Bible literally or figuratively? And, and the answer is, well, it depends. Uh, is the portion of scripture that you're reading, is it uh, history? Is it poetry? Is it an epistle, a letter? Uh, is it um, you know, a vision given uh, in, in the example of Revelation, uh, and a vision given to John? So we need to take that into account. So if we re- are reading a portion of scripture that is history, then of course, we then take it literally. If it is poetry and it's filled with figures of speech, then we read it according to that figure of speech. If it's a, a letter written to a church, again, we read it uh, within that context. And in the book of Revelation, we'll always have to be asking, so is this a vision? And the one intended vision, meaning of the vision then, is something, it, it paints a picture of an, an event or a symbol that refers to something else. Now, the good news is that we have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the real teacher. And this real teacher of uh, the Godhead, uh, so scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit, all of it, from Genesis all the way through Revelation, as the author of the book and as the real teacher, then the Holy Spirit will use one part of the scripture to help us understand the other part. So the little phrase we'll use is scripture will interpret the scripture. And in our chapter verse study of the book, we'll use that. Uh, we'll uh, speak of the book of Revelation as uh, really a fulfillment and saying nothing new than the books of the Old Testament, as well as the words of Jesus in the gospel. So we'll use one portion of scripture to understand uh, another portion with the promise that the real author, the real teacher, the Holy Spirit will guide us and give us a revelation of uh, the one intended meaning of the text. Now, what is, thirdly, the salutary use, as uh, John Gerhard would say? That just simply means, so how is it applied to me? What is the, what is the benefit? What is, what is God going to be giving, and what am I to be receiving as we study the text? Now, the Bible, you could say it this way, it's a book about, it's a book about Jesus Christ, crucified, dead, and risen for the forgiveness of sins. And uh, as we say, when you have this forgiveness of sins, you have everything. We have reconciliation with God. We have reconciliation with one another. It might not be well with our world, but in Christ Jesus, it is well with our soul. Again, peace with God. So the overall message of the scriptures, all of the scriptures, is about the person and work of Jesus for this forgiveness of sins. So we are to be blessed then as we read this book. That's what Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 says. We read uh, these words given to John with the eyes of faith and then not with, uh, not with fear. So Revelation chapter 1 verse 3, um, this is, uh, these are the words uh, that, that are given to John. Blessed. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. And then the book ends, Revelation 22, again, with another blessing. 
Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. And so as we read this book, uh, we'll beware and be aware of the events and the signs and the spirit of the times. We'll be ready for the last day, the day of the reappearance of Jesus. But also we will be blessed. Uh, We're encouraged to not be afraid because we do belong to Jesus.